Hey everybody, this is Pam at the Paper Outpost, and today we are doing the podcast, the podcast on the joy of junk journals, and today's topic is, is it too stuffed? Hmm, Here's a great quandary. This is a big head scratcher for many of us. Do we ever think our journals are too big or too small or just right? This is the Goldilocks syndrome, uh, you know, trying to fit find the right size bed, the comfy bed and all that type of thing. And uh, it's uh, kind of funny because um, this can evoke a lot of uh, politics, I would say. People have very strong feelings on what is too much, what is not enough, and what is just right. And uh, it's kind of funny to listen to um, feedback and responses uh, to some of the journals that I put out there because I'm a big fan of the Chunky Monkeys. I I have a little bit of a... uh, a desire to fold those little little gippers up to the gills, and uh, I always ask myself, you know, maybe just one more thing. It just needs one more little thing in there, and then it will finally be complete. Um, and uh, I have this sort of a master checklist I go through in my head of, okay, did I put that in? Did I put this in? Did I, did I, you know, do the front cover? Did I do the back cover? Did I um, tuck in uh, journal cards? Do I have enough pockets and tucks? And what about flips and all these other things? And, um, you know, it's very easy to bulk up a journal very quickly. And you're also transforming your journal from a, uh, a true writing journal uh, to more of an explore journal where uh, somebody's going on a little adventure through this very well-stuffed book. And um, um, I'm going to preface this like they're, they're... Oh, my lovebirds are having a fight. Hey, 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 no fighting. No fighting in the camp. That's right. Everybody's okay. All right, they're fine. Um, so, yeah, so I've been thinking about this, and uh, I used to uh, make what I would call the flat journal initially. And um, I would find sometimes when I would put... My, my signatures in. It's very difficult to get a signature as compressed as a regular book. Um, so it felt empty to me inside. And uh, even though there was a lot of writing room, and there was a lot of space to stretch out in there, and you could put all your thoughts down and everything, it just seemed a little vacant to me. So that's when I started on my little journey of uh, learning how to make embellishments and uh, little adornments and little add-ons and little you know, flippy loos and this and that. And, uh, um, you know, each page became like a canvas. And uh, then I remember struggling with, uh, well, maybe I should decorate one page and then I should leave maybe two or three or four or five pages blank to give the person some writing room. And then I should decorate a page and I kind of follow that sequence through the book. So I tried that for a while and I kind of liked that too. My husband was a big proponent of leave lots of writing room because people like to journal and he's an avid journaler and I'm I'm the opposite end of the spectrum. I just like the explore journals and I like to look through and see all the different stuff and I don't tend to write so much down in a journal of chronicles of my life but I do use writing journals for logging uh, to-do lists and events and, and mapping out my week and things like that. It's not really a traditional planner, it's just blank pages that I okay, what am I going to handle this week? And then I kind of put things in little slots. Okay, to Monday I have to do all these things. And um, so um, so that's kind of how I use a journal. I'm actually sitting here with one of my little handmade journals that is a true, um, you know, one of my weekly writing journals. And uh, it's, it's well-loved, well-used. Um, it's not fancy at all. 
and um, I really do like it. So I, I do see there is a need and a desire and an urge for the true writing journal and just to have a place to express your thoughts, whether you are chronicling your life, the world, events, what have you, or you're just making a to-do list for the day or a shopping list or something like that. Sometimes we just need some good old paper to write on. Call me old school, okay? Sometimes I don't like always using the phone for everything. I sometimes like just uh, writing it down with old pen and pe uh, or pencil or marker and uh, making a list you know, checking it twice and checking it off making, makes me feel so good when I get to scratch something out. Uh, sometimes when I'm working with my phone and I'm trying to erase something off the phone on one of those to-do lists, I end up erasing the last three things and I, I can't quite remember what they are. You know how it sometimes gets away on you? <laughs> um, uh, so, yeah, so I, I do see the value in both and I certainly wouldn't, you know, say to anybody, this is right or that is right. I mean, there, there are no rules and there are no laws and there are no craft police. So, um, you know, have fun and make the journals any way you like. But um, also stay open to the possibility of different kinds of journals. Uh, once you start making journals, then you start making more journals and then you start thinking, well, what kind of different things can I do with a journal? And these are the kind of things that end up stuffing up your journal and uh, sometimes in a good way. Um, I fell in love with the vintage ephemera. I just became absolutely fascinated by it thinking that, oh my gosh, somebody from the 1800s held this paper in their hand. Look at those pencil marks. They wrote that out. They, what were they, you know, <clears throat> what was it like where they were? What were they doing? What were they, how were they dressed? What was this old mercantile store they were working in where they were filling out this ledger and they had to keep all the accounting straight and, uh, you know, add everything by hand. And, oh my God, I think I would have passed out. Um, so I have, I have much reverence for those papers. I just think they're, they're so amazing. And, uh, I get so excited when I look at them, and I, I just really wanted to share that with the world. So I thought to myself, you know, as I'm collecting these things, uh, uh, you know, I can sit there and hoard them all myself, but, you know, wouldn't it be much more fun to um, spread them around the universe and have other people experience how wonderful they are, too? So that's what I've chosen to do with my journals um, very often is uh, put a lot of old-time stuff in there. Now, that's just one example of things that you can stuff a journal with, and you don't, you don't have to, you know, hunt around the world and look for old stuff. I mean, you can be in love with birds or uh, you know plants or you know whatever is your thing um, maybe you know steampunk designs or fairies or or whatever it is and you're just collecting little uh, pictures or items or words or themes related to that um, genre and and uh, that's where you go with it and that can be um, amazing and beautiful in and of itself uh, there's no right or wrong way to do this and just let your creativity fly and uh, don't get locked in too much into what other people do just try and find your own way and your own heart will lead you in the direction which is most happy you know there's something very interesting when you are making a journal to sell versus making a journal to, uh, you know, to keep or to give away. Um, the, uh, you know, sometimes you can slide into trying to make it, you're trying to make the journal for the other person who might buy it. And that's where creativity can become very <clears throat> uncomfortable or difficult or, or your mojo can run right out the window because all of a sudden you're not following your passion you are creating for someone else and then we become very judgmental oh will this person like that maybe they don't like this maybe this is this is too much color maybe it's not enough color maybe i've inked it too much maybe i haven't inked it enough i mean there's a lot of this and that that goes back but if you actually create it just from where your heart takes you 
then uh, you can just experience what it's like to follow your heart and see what happens. And um, I, I found it, I've tried, tried <laughs> to do the, uh, you know, uh, make something with, uh, for someone with something in mind. And I find it a huge challenge. I think some people are very good at it and uh, they wrap their brain around it in a different way. You know, they, they rise to the challenge and they say, okay, yes, this person would like this little doodad and this little tuck and this little picture. And, you know, maybe they're making it for their grandson or, or whoever. And they're like, oh, he loves trains and I'm, I'm looking for all these trains and everything. And, and they have fun in the adventure of that. And uh, more power to you. I think that is awesome. I've tried a few themed, like hardcore themed journals where there's a specific theme. And um, it, for, for me, it was, a, it was quite um, a challenge because, uh, you know, you have to spend a lot of time researching and looking and finding that stuff. And where I'm kind of more of a generalist gatherer where I sort of sit there with my big rake and I just happen to rake in whatever walks by <laughs> and I want to turn it into something and I just sort of let creativity happen when I'm sitting there playing with the stuff um, it, it personally makes me feel free where I can just gallivant around on my, my desk and um, you know I rum, uh, waddle over to my scrap pile and uh, oh I made big advancements on my scrap pile uh, yes I, I'm yeah I had I had a, an awakening actually I decided you know, after I've been like doing the scrap pile challenge and I'm uh, making little things and, and everything's going wonderfully and I'm, I'm feeling good about it and I'm making lots of stuff, but I realized that I'm barely making a dent in that sucker. Yeah, there was a lot over there that was just, it was, the mountain was not coming down and I could make ephemera till the cows come home and the mountain would still not go down. So I, I decided to uh, roll up my uh, sleeves and put on my big girl pants and look that big scrap pile straight in the eye and uh, let it know I was coming for it and I was going to go through it. And uh, I have already organized it and then it has become unorganized. So it wasn't so much organizing I was doing. I had to find out what was actually in there because I had a sneaky feeling there was a lot of pre-made embellishments and other things that got buried in that scrap pile because I can be a little bit of a lazy pants after I've been... Um, making a journal it's kind of like delivering a baby I f I'm a little exhausted after where I you know made this whole thing and then I just want to wipe everything off my desk and dump it in the scrap pile and I figure I'll deal with it later well apparently I've been doing this for a little while like maybe a couple years and uh, so when I started going through my scrap pile I found a ton of pre-made stuff and I also found a ton of vintage stuff a lot of old papers and I found a lot of um, full book pages and photographs and and uh, milk lids and uh, you know all this stuff oh, uh, little uh, boho beads and decorated paper clips and you name it it was in there it's like uh, you know 10 journals worth was in there and I kept thinking how am I going through all my stuff already because uh, I, I have a lot of pre-made stuff but um, I thought I should have had more than that well apparently it was hiding in my scrap pile so just a word to the wise, if you've been doing this a while and you've been wondering where all your stuff is, it could be hiding in your scrap pile. It happened to me. So I went down dirty and deep. I pulled everything out and I, I, 
I had apparently organized before according to color, and I thought that was just wizardry. I was going to have every little different section, like here's my blue papers, here's my neutral colored papers, here's my papers with uh, text on them, here's my blank tape papers. I was so organized, and I found that I didn't pull from those piles like I thought I was going to. And uh, um, so that didn't work for me. So this time instead, what I decided to do was pull out all the embellishments and all the ephemera and all that kind of stuff. And what I was left with were true scraps. Um, I had a few commenters, uh, Sabi say, you know, your scrap pile looks much more interesting than mine. And I'm thinking, hmm, you know, maybe I need to take a closer look at my scrap pile. Maybe it's not all scrap. And when I started to separate it all out, I realized, you know, the true scrap from the embellishments needed to be separated. So that was job number one. I had to pull out all the stuff that I had already pre-made. And even if they were only bases, like I made a base to make something, I pulled it out. Um, now, I made another critical uh, decision with how I was going to separate that giant scrap pile. Um, if I found full book pages or full scrapbook paper pages, anything like that that was full and unadulterated, I had not torn it at all. Um, I put in a what I called the the still perfect pile, and I pulled that out and pulled it separately, and that got rid of another ton of stuff. And then I pulled out all the vintage papers, and I decided I, I had uh, apparently torn a bunch of them. Back in the day, I was braver back then, apparently, but I think I would like to use some of those for collage and stuff. But I, pull, I had a lot of full-size stuff and torn stuff, so I pulled it all out so I knew where it was, and that helped me. So I put it into another pile somewhere else in the room, into the vintage storage scrap pile. Yes, there's a, a separate scrap pile for that. And... Um, then I put, um, I had a little snippets of fabric and stuff in there that I had been, uh, you know, just, you know, snipping on here and there. And they got thrown in the scrap pile. So out came a big uh, chunk of fabrics. And I decided to put all of that in uh, fabric, uh, clear plastic gallon bags and uh, put them over with my fabric so I could just grab a, a, you know, a Ziploc bag and pull it over to the desk easily and just pull on little tiny pieces if I need them. Um, oh my God, I have so many of those Ziploc bags of tiny pieces of fabric, it's crazy. Um, which makes me want to run in there and, and, and make some stuff with them. I really do, I'm excited about that now. Okay, so um, anyway, what does this have to do with uh, you know how stuffed is your journal? Well, you gotta know what you have so you know what you can stuff your journal with. And so what I have now, in, uh, to make a long story short, is my scrap pile is truly a scrap pile. It's all torn and shredded and cut pieces that are off of main pages and everything. And it's really like a true scrap pile now. I'm very proud of it. It really flattened out when I took out all that stuff. And I feel like, okay, now I, I can actually rummage around in there. I don't have to be worried about, am I going to crush something precious when I scrunch by it? And, um, uh, oh, there were brads and, and oh, all sorts of stuff in there. It was just crazy. And um, so finally lassoed that guy. And now he's ready for me to reach into and pull fun stuff out, just like a pile of paper, so that I can, you know, make stuff on the fly or do collage or, or just try and inspire myself with different colors and texts and fonts and, and you know, the different paper feels and things like that. I think, the, it, I think that's part of the excitement about the uh, scrap pile, which... You know, it has a certain texture to it when you stick your hand in. You feel all these different things. And then when you take those things and you transform them into little wonderful embellishments and things like that, and then you take those embellishments and you put them into your journals, 
now you've got a beautiful journal stuffed with many different textures and, and fibers and, and all sorts of fun stuff that uh, you know you create out of nothing. And it's, it's truly nothing when it's a real scrap pile. So I had apparently failed Scrap Pile 101. I just used it for another uh, unsorted storage box of uh, uh, embellishments that I had, had forgot I had, actually. And it was kind of neat. It was, a, it was a journey through time because a lot of it was from way back when. I mean, gosh, uh, the using up the book pages... Uh, series like episode one, episode two, I was starting to find um, pieces that I had made. So um, that was a neat walk through time. And uh, so, yeah, so when you're stuffing your journal and you're thinking, you know, okay, I'm going to do an unstuffed journal. I'm going to make a, I, I think the word journal in and of itself causes part of the quandary, part of the, the question, because when people see the word journal, they think writing, I'm going to write in this, or maybe some art people will think an art journal where you can draw and, and, you know, do mixed media and things like that. But I think probably the bulk of the population thinks writing. And so when they see somebody stuff the bejeebers out of a journal, they're, they're thinking, well, that's very nice and all, um, ma'am, but what, how on earth is somebody supposed to write in there? And you got to give them credit. I mean, there's, there's validity in that. You're right. It, it may be difficult to write in. It may be lumpy and bumpy. Um, you know, sometimes we add writing boards to make the surface more smooth that you can put under a page and, and write on the writing board, uh, which is a nice way around that. Or you make a lot of removable uh, embellishments or vintage ephemera where they can be pulled out and the person can flatten the book uh, to a normal size on their own and maybe they're going to want to use all those pieces of ephemera and embellishments for their own journals or, or, or you know, whatever they like to use it for or keep it separate from the journal. Who knows? Um, you know, there are no rules to this and it, it's quite, you know what else is interesting about the very stuffed journal? I have to, I have to say this. They're not easy to pack in a box because they tend to fan out. They want to spread their little gator mouth very wide. And um, boxes are square or rectangular. And uh, it's very interesting to try and lasso one of those puppies and get it into the box. And uh, I generally ship in a USPS medium flat rate style box. So it's a fair size box. So, you know, it's got room in there. It's not getting squashed. But... Um, you know, it's an oddball shape. It is. It's not like a brick. I mean, it's not like a traditional book that would just slide onto a bookshelf. I mean, this puppy's going to take some room up in your in your home. <laughs> it's going to, um, I'd say you can use it as a doorstop. Um, but, uh, you know, hey, feel free to put it on the mantle um, or on a shelf somewhere or hide it in your bedroom somewhere or something like that, you know, whatever it is. But, um, um, whether you make a journal and it's a writing journal just for beautiful thoughts and expressions and ideas and, and uh, you know, writing is your passion and it fulfills you. And I think that is wonderful. And I'm, I'm actually uh, uh, a tad jealous because I would love to be, you know, embraced by that passion. I think it would be wonderful. I've tried. I have tried. I, don't, don't get me wrong. I've, I've sat down and, and, and done it. But then, you know what it is? That darn life gets in the way. And I, I get so excited. I want to run up. I want to jump up and make another journal <laughs> more than I want to sit down and write. <laughs> So uh, that's what happens to me. I guess I guess uh, God made all types. <laughs> and this is how this one came out of the cooker. So um, I hope you had fun today. I always enjoy spending time with you guys. And uh, you guys have fun out there. And uh, you know where I'm at. You can find me on YouTube at The Paper Outpost. Uh, my videos are Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and Saturday, 7 a.m. And podcasts, Tuesday and Thursday. And... Um, 
Uh, if you're looking for any favorite tools or supplies, I uh, keep adding new ones every now and then to my Amazon store. And also I've put some new digi kits in the, um, just recently around May 6th, I think they went, or they're probably like in the first week of May, uh, they went in. I've got mushrooms and um, tickets and vintage, uh, not vintage, uh, Victorian people and eco-dyed paper and fairy tale. So if you're interested in anything like that, please check those out in my Etsy shop. And um, what else is going on? I think we're, we're doing pretty good. Um, I got the newsletter out. So if you haven't um, signed up for the, it's a monthly emailed newsletter and you get some tips on how to uh, just fun things with junk journals uh, related to junk journals and uh, I give you updates on what's going on with the uh, paper outpost if I have any journals for sale I try and put an announcement in there Um, what else Um, uh, oh you get a free monthly digital image that you can uh, download and uh, just use as you wish and what else Uh, oh there's a note from the bookmaker and also um, the free checklist of uh, journal supplies, which is uh, pretty extensive. But if you are interested in those, those are all going to be on the newsletter now. I had uh, the note and the other one separate before the checklist, but now I've, I've combined them all together. They're all on the newsletter, and, the, and the, it will always be on the newsletter. So uh, if you can't find it, just look on the newsletter starting as of May. And um, all the links for everything are below my videos in the show more drop down box. So just check that out. Or if you can't find a link, just email me or DM me on Facebook and I'll be happy to uh, help you out there. Um, And that's, I think, pretty much it. So um, happy crafting, everybody. Remember that fun can be simple. It's only paper and create with reckless abandon. Talk to you next time.